and welcome to the Midweek War Stories, WCW's and WWF's second show, Thunder and Smackdown, go head-to-head on Thursday nights. And, well, this week, though, it was a little different, as a hurricane decided to uh, put an end to Thunder this week. Who knew? (laughs) I did not. So, uh, we get a highlight reel of... uh, Thunder and a lot of taped SmackDown. It's just the world title matches from the last three months in WWE. Yep. Thanks. It's not even worth talking. Not about. even. But nope. I'll, I'll say what it is. But yeah. before we do, let me introduce you to your Nuso crew. First, I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. And I'm here alongside with the human wrestling database, Corey Mack. Not affected by a hurricane. Like Nuso's living legend, Mike Poole. It's showtime, folks. Woo! So, yes, Hurricane Floyd decided to uh, disrupt Thunder. So, uh, we don't have Thunder this week. In a way. Uh, they decided to, as Corey said, the past three months, they just showed highlights of the matches of the main, of the pay-per-views. So, all-time great matches in the last three months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I when I saw the head like the thumbnail of um the of on the network and it's Tanay and Zabisco in a in a studio, that's what they give us this week. I'm like, this isn't like that infamous one that I know of that like during like a DDP match it cuts to the wide shot or it goes to technical difficulty, but you can hear the audio but no visceral. That's like the third ever episode. Yeah, so like that's the one I was thinking of, but l- literally, her- a hurricane stopped. Um, so the matches they give us uh, would be the Great American Bash of Macho Man and Nash. Uh, each match started halfway through, so not even a full match. Uh, Bash the Beach, Steve, Kevin Nash, and versus Sid and Macho. Winner gets the title. Uh, a nitro match of Macho, who made a, the champ made a big mistake, versus Hollywood Hogan. Uh, Sid and Rick Steiner versus Goldberg and uh, Sting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go Sturges, Road Wild for Hogan and Nash. Uh, another nitro of Sid versus Hogan. However, Hogan pins Rick Steiner. Uh, a Nitro match of Sting versus Hogan ending in chaos. And then the uh, August 30th of the Triad versus Hogan and Goldberg. And then we get photo stills from Fall Bra. But, th- but throughout the whole night, I love the fact that they were, they were questioning Sting's motives. The entire, like throughout the whole show, in one way or another, it's just... At this point, was Sting already thinking of turning it at this point? So, yeah. So, that's what they gave us for Thunder, a review in past three months. <laughs> I didn't even have the <laughs> thumbnail to kind of go off of, so I was watching my Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. So, all of a sudden, it kicks to a studio look, and I'm like, what in the fuck? <laughs> and then he starts talking about a hurricane and how it's no new matches, and I'm like, mm, skip. Took it out. But no hurricane can stop WCW Saturday night. Oh, uh, yeah. 
Although I wish it would have. <laughs> Match number one. And this is how he's being billed, by the way. Conan defeated Bad Barry Horowitz. Because Barry Horowitz. You want to know the funniest part? Conan yeah. decked out in Wolfpack gear. Wait, he had what? the he had the derby hat, the flannel, and the shirt that's Conan, but Conan in the wolf pack, so it had him doing his little signs with the red and black NWO logo Checks right there. Checks out. Checks out. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Do they, <laughs> have, do they not have uh, Filthy Animal merch yet? Not yet. So they're, like, not, they're not known as... Yeah, they, they like, mentioned it. Why is he coming out in wolf pack gear? I mean, he, had, he, he looks like a year earlier. the only gear he has. <laughs> you want, want something better? Yes. The West Texas Rednecks, Kendall Wyndham and Vincent, defeated Disorderly Conduct. Curly Bill? Is that yep. his name? But he, they called him Vincent here. Of course they did. This sort of... Jesus Christ, dude. Then, Jimmy Hart cuts a promo about how 4x4 and Swole are no longer a thing. Oh, no. And Brad Armstrong, you're on your own. So Brad Armstrong, called Brad Armstrong, but still wearing BA gear, <laughs> defeated the Barbarian by disqualification... When the first song, he just came out and started whipping his ass, bringing out the Armstrongs to make the save. And apparently the first family will be feuding with the Armstrong brothers now. On Saturday night. On Saturday night. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. It's appointment television right there. Two brand new faces in the cruiserweight division as Kid Romeo defeated Alan Funk. Who and who? Gotta have that funk. Kid Romeo. Um, he was supposed to be a thing and was pretty talented, but for some reason never stuck around. And Alan Funk, who uh, a year later would be Queewee. And as if this isn't already circling the drain, hard work Bobby Walker (laughs) defeated Johnny Attitude. Uh, Who? Don't know. Some New Yorker who looked terrible. And then in a... This confused me. Barry Darso defeated Viano 5. (laughs) However, Barry Darso came out as his hole-in-one Barry Darso gimmick. God damn it. Because a a couple weeks ago, he got hit in the head with um, uh, the belt by Booker T. And ever since then, he thinks he's all of his old gimmicks. So what? um... So they showed from Worldwide where they were like, where's Darso? Come on, Darso, your, your match is next. And he's back there in his Crusher Khrushchev gimmick. Oh, God. And he's and they're like, Barry, he's like, who, who's, who are you talking about? And he's doing the Russian accent. And it's like he's Crusher Khrushchev from 1986 all over again. Wow. So what Al Snow's been doing for the past couple yes. of weeks. Checks out. And he beats Fiano 5. <laughs> oh, it's not done yet. The Cat defeats Dave Burkhead. Who? Exactly. Dean Malenko defeats Al Green. God damn it. And thank God for the main event, at least. Ray Mysterio Jr. and Kidman defeated Psychosis and La Parka. Thank God. Wow. Wow. That is... That was intense. That is the most WCW card I've ever heard in my life. All it needed was Duggan somewhere, and I'd been like, well, that's the full tilt right there. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Wow. I think my favorite part, though, was Conan apparently thinking it's still September 1998 and coming out in his Wolfpack gear. He is a year off, so. Jesus Christ. I wish I would have watched that. Holy shit. Yeah. It was a th- How long are they? Two what? hours. Two hours? Okay. Yeah. 
Are you a network or you have DVDs? DVDs. Nice. Oh, and uh, and and another Sid interview. He just he's like Gene, quit being. He's like, you really think Benoit has a chance against me? And Mean Gene's like, well, I mean, he's a tough guy. He's like, no, Gene, cut the crap. I'm asking you honestly. Do you think Chris Benoit has a chance against me? Let's shoot, brother. I'm bigger. I'm stronger. I have more name recognition. And, and Mean Gene's trying so hard to, like, find an answer that's going to not bury Benoit. And Gene says, like, so you're not going to be honest. You're just going to kayfabe it. Okay, fine. <laughs> and, like, and then he goes back to cutting his said promo. Like, it didn't happen at all. Oh, my God. I'm loving Saturday night. What is happening? Loving. Love it. That's amazing. Let's move back. To Thursday for SmackDown, September 16th, 1999. We're in Las Vegas. Ah, uh, the Thomas and Mack Center. Uh, it's like the one town where, like, WCW got the good arena. And WWF got, like, the dredges off the strip. Probably because it was cheaper. Oh, I have no doubt it was cheaper. That MGM is fucking expensive. Uh, we see earlier today that the uh, refs are on strike for an unsafe work environment from what happened on this past Monday. I mean, they're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, commentary is Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler. And we start the show off with a Stone Cold Steve Austin promo. He comes out to a huge pop. Surprise, surprise. Um, Austin says, you know, he isn't done with uh, Triple H yet. Says Earl was in a wrong place at the wrong time. Uh, Austin was never. Ooh. Not yet, brother. Maybe all. <laughs> uh, Austin says that he is going to hunt Triple H down. Austin says uh, Triple H can either do it the easy way or the hard way. Easy way, you give Austin. Tommy Young, you decide. Uh, you either uh, come out here uh, and Someone's give me. Someone's going to pet my rattlesnake. <laughs> I can think John Moxley just tells Renee. Renee Young, you come here. You jack me off. <laughs> Uh, Knowing that relationship, that's exactly what happened. Without, yeah. Uh, We're not young. <laughs> We're not young. Over here. Uh, easy way, give Austin his rematch tonight, and it needs to be no holds barred. Or Austin leaves the, re- uh, or Triple H leaves the arena in a body bag. That's escalated quickly. <laughs> wow. It's like either you have a wrestling match or I fucking murder you and your family. Like, uh, Number one baby face in the company, guys. Whew. Brother. Good lord. <laughs> Excuse me. Either title match or we go in the shower <laughs> like uh, Bruce Brody. Yeah. <laughs> title match or dead man. Or we pretend it's Puerto Rico, motherfucker. WDF.com <laughs> uh, announced that Triple H will be defending his title in a six pack challenge at Unforgiven. Uh, Fatal six way. Uh, Triple H in China come out. More security. Austin, uh, Triple H says Austin blew his opportunity on Monday and uh, Austin can kiss his ass. Uh, Triple H did say, though, he will be defending his title tonight. Uh, Triple H gets to pick his opponent. And this guy is a main event caliber because he's been in the main event with Stone Cold Steve Austin. I knew exactly who it was. I was like, yep. Figured it out immediately. Like, oh, it's this episode. Austin says that uh, he'll be following Triple H all night. And Triple H needs to keep uh, have a pair of eyes in the back of his head. Every move you make, every step you take. I'll be watching you. I'll be watching you. Creepiest song in the history of music. <laughs> right. Uh, the six-pack challenge will be Triple H, Rock, Mankind, Kane, Undertaker, and Big Show. So all the five men that was in the... First thing that tells me, that undercard's going to blow. Yep. First thing I thought. 
It's like, goddamn. Six main eventers, one match. Hmm. They put everyone in the main event. Okay, cool. Alrighty. They war games it. Yep. Uh, we get a recap Boys. from we get a recap from Raw. Uh, the other the five guys in the six pack challenge uh, destroying all the refs in the rest of the locker room. Uh, tonight the five men will be in a Royal Rumbles match. Um, Ken Shamrock will be against has facing Curtis Hughes. And Josh Gracie. And Al Snover's big boss man on a pepper on a pole match. Uh, just no. Is the thing about at this that. point? I'm just like, okay, I'm forgiven. Is the end of this? I'm forgiven. Is the end of this? Just I'm forgiven, is the end of this. my god, man. Uh, Shane McMahon comes out of the ring dressed to wrestle. He calls out Joey Abs. Uh, they he said that he told the posse and him to stay out of Stephanie's life, and they didn't listen. The posse come out, they jump. Uh, uh, Shane Undertaker dives over the top rope onto the posse. Uh, so our first match tonight is Joey Abs versus Shane McMahon with no ref. Uh, Shane has the advantage, but Posse uh, get in a, and attack uh, until Joey tells them to leave. Uh, the crowd's chanting for Test. Nope. And we see Test and Stephanie watching from the back. Uh, Jared, Re- revolution style. Revolution style, baby. He's got this. <laughs> uh, Jared Briscoe... Uh, Comes down uh, with a. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Did you miss that? I missed that. Holy fuck. You got Goldberg here. Yeah. Watch this shit. <laughs> oh, oh, you what? fucks. You fucks. <laughs> I thought he was going to pick him up and give him a jackhammer. God uh, damn. Where was it? Ah, yes. Jared Briscoe comes down dressed as a ref, but Pete Gas attacks him. Pat Patterson runs down as a ref. Rodney pulls him and tags him. Shane with uh, a major spear on uh, Joey Abs. Shane then attempts to hit a corkscrew moonsault, but he slips. He slipped on the rope. Probably I'll give. Should, I'll give him. Trying it. I'll give him it though. It's got balls. He got, yeah. Then Sean Stasiak comes down with the ref shirt and makes the pin. <sighs> How is it exactly that he turned heel by fucking another guy's girlfriend? I era to era, brother. God damn it! Uh, Stephanie runs down, gives uh, Shane a hug, kicks Joey Abs in the gut, and we see Tess from the stage giving him his a nod of approval. Yeah. Totally Shane Douglasing it. Second, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> I knew you had it. <laughs> uh, we go back. Um, we uh, get a promo by Ivory. Uh, Ivory is in the ring. She says, uh, since she's being a champ, she gets to meet all these famous people, musicians, movie stars. And then they point out Cindy Margolis, who's in the, uh, crowd and calls her up to the ring. The most downloaded woman on the internet, Joe. In 1999. Nine. Oh, I do remember her. Oh, yeah. Hey, now. Eh. I mean, she's. Uh, they have her come in the ring. Ivory, basically, she's there so Ivory can promote everything that she's on. to yep. Her website, being on a TV show, this, this. And then Ivory wants Cindy to pose for her, but she says no. Uh, Cindy's about to leave, but Ivory grabs her. Uh, grabs Probably her by- like one of your French girls. <laughs> she grabs her by her arm and then forces her to do a uh, pose. So she Typical does. Typical WWF. You know. 
She does, and then Jeff Jarrett runs down and puts Cindy Margolis in a figure four. I was like, in true Hanna-Barbera fashion, as soon as Ivory got her down like that, I'm like, figure four, baby! (laughs) I knew he was coming. God damn it. (laughs) It's so so cartoonish with him. It is. So uh, Jarrett puts her on a figure four, then Jarrett and Ivory high-five, but then Jarrett puts Ivory (laughs) in the figure four. Face turn. <laughs> You're a woman too, slap nuts. <laughs> if you if you have to pee in a squatting position, I'm, I'm kicking kick your ass. ass. Uh, He's we, a man. <laughs> <laughs> we go backstage with Lillian Garcia with Triple H in China, and they, she asks, "Who is Triple H facing?" And all he would say is, "Well, it's not Austin." Uh, we had a raw recap of uh, Henry missing the tag match because the his, Godfather's hose was dancing for him. So our next match for the European Championship, Mark Henry versus Steve Blackman. Uh, WDF official Tony Gurria is the referee. Tony Gurria. Mm. Before we move on, let me ask you guys this. What do you guys think of this idea of the rest on strike? So WDF is still doing their show, but they're doing... My my first thought was, were there, were there any famous... Was Were there any... Refs out on strike in any like football or anything at the time. Like, were they trying to be topical? I couldn't remember if there was anything in '99 or even early '99. No, NBA, NBA. That was '98. It was '98 into '99. Yeah, but that was the players. It wasn't the ref strike. And then more importantly, not only because I remember it, just because, but you know, I'm jaded. I was like, oh, it's a way that they can get stone cold on the pay per view as the ref. So. Get a star power, but don't actually use them. I don't hate it. Um, you still get to have the show. You still have matches. Plus, it's a built-in excuse if one of the matches has a fucky finish because the ref is stupid. Yeah. It, so, because it, I'm like... A, but not, it's this company, so I'm sure they do it every fucking not, week. Not but. too long ago in WWE, they did that storyline of all the wrestlers went on strike. for, And the refs did too for, what, 30 minutes? And then... They all went back to their jobs after. Which might be why current WWE is unwatchable because they did that storyline in 30 minutes. <laughs> but for they this did a strike storyline in a half hour, I will take your word for it. Did, I have well, no idea what you're talking about. Uh, Corey, you remember? <laughs> it, was it was Triple H. Triple H. It's 2011, so yeah. it wasn't exactly like yesterday. So Triple H was in charge. Cena versus Sheamus with CM Punk on commentary. And then after that match, then all the like ref wrestlers and the refs came back. So within like forty five minutes of the episode of Raw, the refs were on strike, and then they came back. And the wrestlers too. And the rest, yeah, it was terrible. But for this episode alone, every match has someone different. Oh, it stays until the pay per view. Oh, spoiler. does it? Yeah, oh, okay. this is a for them at this time. This is a long storyline. It's like two weeks. That's not. <sighs> I don't mind that then. Well, <laughs> we'll see Monday. Yeah. Uh... Well, for this match alone, Val Venus comes down, hits Steve Blackman with the kendo stick, and I love the fact they're on the outside, and he's like, Val was going to hit him like in the back, but he flips Blackman around and like just full-on hits him over the head with it, and you can see the stick fully bend. Sure, Blackman appreciated that. Oh, I'm sorry. Blackman. Blackman, uh, yeah. Like, appreciated that. Uh, Henry pins him for that one. Uh, then D'Lo Brown runs down and hits Mark Henry with a sky-high powerbomb. Got a problem with that. Nope. Supposed to be the world's strongest man. Dilo's just picking him up like he's X-Pac. 
Well, impressive strength by D'Lo. Give him that. That's the wrong guy doing the gimmick. Yeah, I would not have him do that. <laughs> like, that's that's not good. Don't do that again. You know, it's only Hogan slammed Andre on TV. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did see a video. I did see a video of see Andre. Bret Hart doing superplexes to fucking Yoko. So. I did see a video of Andre just flying through the air one time. Yes. So in the Silver Dome, no less. Weird. Uh, we he, go back. He died minutes later. <laughs> we go backstage with um, Cindy Margola is getting stretched out, and Jarrett runs up to her, telling her uh, that was a message for China. And then Tess shows up uh, saying that's enough, and then. He's like, what are you going to do do about it? And then they begin to brawl. Enough of enough. It's time for a change. And then we go to the, shoot, uh, to the rooster with Jarrett. And Jarrett pulling the baby face. I challenged Tess to an IC match tonight because I want to teach him a lesson. Right. Uh, okay. That'll learn him. It's almost like the writer is one foot out the door and not paying close attention to detail. Hmm. Vince? Where's he going? I'm, I'm nowhere, <laughs> probably. <laughs> do, do, maybe he's burnt out. Do, do, do. Uh, we get a recap from Raw of Jericho facing Gotch Gracie in the cage, and Gracie turning out to be Curtis Hughes as they attack Ken Shamrock. Then we go promo. Didn't he fall asleep once? Doesn't he have like narcolepsy? He has narcolepsy. Yeah. He kept getting fired because they thought he was drugged. He thought he was a fucking druggie. <laughs> he just falls asleep. And it's like, no, he's fucking got narcolepsy. <laughs> um, he used to use it to his advantage, though. Did I ever tell you that story? No. When he was um, Lex Luger's bodyguard in 91, yeah. uh, he, he used to go into the hotel Luger would be staying at, and they'd, you know, they'd have their couch or whatever. In the, uh, and he'd be like, I'm the bodyguard to the, the world champ. I'm going to be down here in case he needs anything, okay? And they'd say, okay. And then he'd sleep through the whole night to save money on buying a oh. fucking hotel room. <laughs> it was just it's like, fucking amazing. I'm the champ's bodyguard, and there's a couch. That's a fucking big holy shit right there. <laughs> that is That's awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, we get a promo with Jericho, uh, Curtis Hughes, uh, Shamrock says, uh, Jericho says that Shamrock told Jericho that he's the real most dangerous man and, uh, says that Shamrock begged, uh, begged that they didn't face off against each other. Um, Jericho then says he did find a uh, ref for this upcoming match. It's the great Mexican Senor Manuel Garcia Lopez, or as you might know him as El El Dope. (laughs) El Dopo. No dopo. So our next fucking Lawler was awesome in this match. So our next match is Ken Ken Shamrock versus Curtis Huge, according to Chris Jericho. He's a legend. And the whole family. El Hijo El Dopo. The uncle of El Dopo. (laughs) (laughs) So El Dopo comes out. He's lost weight. Happier that Jericho's here than Jerry Lawler. God, he is enjoying the fuck out of this. He's nailing every Jericho segment. Jesus Christ, um, man. Sh- this is basically a Shamrock squashing Hughes. I would Hughes. hope. <laughs> Sh- uh, Shamrock chases Jericho around the ring until Hughes gets to hit him. Then Jericho chokes him with the camera cord. Uh, Jericho, uh, Shamrock puts Hughes in the ankle lock, but uh, Hughes gets the ropes. El Dobo uh, says that Shamrock is disqualified for not releasing the hold. Uh, Shamrock rips El Dopo's mask, and it's the Fink. Legasp. Yes. Lawler. Huh? That's heritage! Heritage! <laughs> uh, it, look, it looks like, I, mean, I think he said something like, oh, he's laid off the tacos. and yeah, it's like, He's uh, lost weight. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so I, th- I thought it was funny. It once, was again, it, once again, once again, WCW Jericho and WWF. 
I forgot that he was Lionheart Chris Jericho for this long. I'm loving it. Oh, who knew that, like, just you pair that guy with Jerry Lawler and it's fucking gold. Uh, we go Lillian with Mankind. Imagine if Heenan had his fastballs, though. Oh, God damn it. Uh, he's trying with Vampiro. Lillian <laughs> goes, so what do you think about the, uh, Upcoming Royal Rumble match and Mankind. It doesn't matter what I think about the line. He like looks at the camera and like, yeah, yeah. I nailed it. So he's like, yes. Nailed it. My favorite part of this promo, dude. <laughs> is like he's supposed to be this like competitor. Yeah. He's like, I hope he picks the rock to wrestle for the title. And that way I can sit down at ringside and get some more material. He's like, I'll let you know a secret. We're gonna be a team. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he he's like for the match tonight. Me and Rock will be working together. Uh, Don't tell anybody. They're gonna work together. The Rock's gonna get the front end, and the, the Ma- Mankind's gonna get the rear end. <laughs> uh, Lillian says Triple H might pick him for the uh, title match tonight. Mankind says like that'd be cool, but it'd be a lot cooler if he, if he picked the Rock. <laughs> God damn it, man! He just wants new material. Uh, so, speaking of that, let's go to our five-man Royal Rumble match of Man, Rock, Mankind, Big Show, Undertaker, and Kane. But first, The Rock comes out because he's the first person in, and he has to cut a promo. Um, he tells Undertaker, Mankind, Kane, and Big Show that they all can go down to the Tropicana Hotel right up the road, find the absolute best slot machine they can, which has the Brahma Bowl on the front and, and, on, and has the words, the People Slot Machine on it. <laughs> It one, does not exist, I can tell you that. Oh, damn. That's, a good, that's a good idea, actually. One of them can pull the handle and get all the three Brahma, uh, all the three Brahma bulls, and they get all uh, they get the jackpot and jump up, jump up around like idiots. Uh, Rock mocks all of them. I think Kane. Please do the Kane one. Do it. Uh, Please do, do the it. Kane one. I forgot what he's. He's like you just start doing cartwheels oh, throughout. Start, the- yeah. <laughs> my name is Kane. My name is Kane. I am a winner. <laughs> I am Kane. I am a winner. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was wondering who did the, who did the uh, cartwheels, and it was Kane. Um, That's why Kane do a cartwheel now, right? Oh yeah, uh, uh, the Rock mocks all of them. Kane, Kane doing cartwheels. Uh, big uh, Big Show scarring everybody. <laughs> then he says the door will open and he he will arrive. Tears will run, run down their eyes and piss will run down their legs. Then he'll scoop up all the gold coins that they won, shine them up real nice, and stick it straight up their candy asses. Oh, I'm so glad it's not coins anymore. It's just it's paper. It's, it's yeah. a receipt. It's yeah. so nice. <laughs> so our first entrance is the rock. Did a little bit of the charm die there. Yeah. I think so. Uh, no. <laughs> what the fuck? What the hell? What God. the fuck? The uh, second person in was the Big Show. Third was Mankind. Fourth was Kane. And then fifth was Undertaker. However, Undertaker shows up in his uh, street clothes and then goes to commentary. Yep. Mankind eliminates Kane. Rock eliminates Mankind. Show throws Rock over the top rope, but the Rock grabs the rope. Undertaker leaves and eliminates both men. Uh, Big Show gets in the ring, gets face-to-face with Undertaker, but then Mitty and Viscera run down and get in between them. The Rock comes in and hits Mitty and Viscera with chairs, but then the uh, Big Show big boots the chair in the Rock's face, and then Viscera hits a big splash. 
I actually like this little twist on this little five-man match. Um, I just dig whatever it is Taker's doing. One month think... ago, one month ago, you were like, I'm fucking, I'm done. I dig everybody in this match right now. Oh, I'm done in, with 2020 Taker, to, yeah. to be fair. I, I'm digging everybody in this match right now. Yeah, no. The there's... Taker show pairing is working weirdly well. Kane is on fire. Rocket Mankind are funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, you know, there's... I got no complaints. Yeah. No complaints here. Uh, then we get a promo by the Hollies. Um, Holly says it's time's up for China. China, China needs to find a tag partner. Uh, China comes down. She, you know, she doesn't have a tag partner. But then, uh, then I guess we have a match because she low blows. Uh, she punches them. So our next match is Hardcore Holly versus and Crash versus China. China low blows both men. Holly's take advantage. However, Mr. Ass, who's a babyface now, runs down and is her own, is her China's partner. However, Gun blind tags himself in and then beats the Hollies. What's going on with Billy Gun? Is he a face? Is he a heel? What's, what, what's he doing? I guess it depends on what uh, segue China's in, if he's a face or a heel. Uh, Jarrett runs down and hits China with a frying pan. Deborah and Miss Kitty bring down a bag. Uh, it's an apron and a spoon. Jarrett puts the apron on China, puts the spoon in one hand and the pan in the other, it's and grabs the mic. There, man. Grabs the mic and says, "Well, China, you're dressed for it, so now get in the kitchen." There is nobody else who could pull this off, right? And like make it as. Do Do you think it's a big rib on him because Jarrett has the um, reputation for being one of the more Faithful uh, husbands who not only you know is faithful to his wife, but also like they were very much equals. There was no like chauvinism there at all with him, mm, probably. And so to have him, and it was well known. You know what I mean? There's a reason him and Owen got along. Yeah. So for him, all and you know, she had the cancer and all that. So I mean, in that company, I find it hard to believe that that's the guy they chose to be the wild, sexist, chauvinistic pig that beats up on women. You can't tell me that's a coincidence. Not, uh, in, not in that. I, I can. I can tell you that this got uh, in 1999. Uh, this got producers then all riled up because of his pig ways. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. So then we go on from that to Lillian Garcia with Big Boss Man, and he says that. Uh, he has the last remains of Pepper and is going to sho- shove it where the rest went. Now. So our next match is a Pepper on a pull match. Big Boss Man versus El Snow. Uh, Can I just say, fuck you, Vinny Roo? Right. I sound like... Uh, I hate it, but at the same time, I'm loving Boss Man. He's, while Triple H may be the best heel in wrestling, Boss Man is a straight-up Marvel supervillain. Yeah, like he's fucking out there. He's cutting up dogs and he's doing all this despicable shit. It goes beyond the wrestling hill. He's just a goddamn supervillain. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, there's not much about this match besides uh, Bossman going up to get Pepper's remains and then chucks the uh, doggy bag to the outside. As Al then runs and gets it, as Boss Ben's up getting Pepper, the Rottweilers and the British Bulldog come out. 
and chase off <sighs> boss man. I'm bizarre. Uh, anytime when they ask him, like, what are you doing here? I was like, I just, in my head, I go, because he's bizarre. I was looking for that seatbelt. Yep. <laughs> uh, we go backstage and we see Triple H saying that they're going to go get him. But then in the backstage, in the background, you can see Austin lurking in the dark. So stupid. So dumb. So our next match is Jeff Jarrett with Deborah and Miss Kitty versus Tess for the IC title. The timekeeper's the ref. Mark Eaton. Mark Eaton. Yep. Just fired recently. Bullshit. Fucking assholes. Uh, we want puppies chant. Uh, Pete Gass and Rodney come down. Uh, That's not the puppies I wanted. Yep. Uh, Stephanie <laughs> comes down. Shane comes down with the Stooges and come in and brawl with everyone. That first punch was low. Jarrett then tries to put the figure four on Stephanie. Ooh. And the then, ultimate heat right there. And then Shane does the ultimate spear on Jarrett. <laughs> I got to say this. I don't think they told Shane that spot was coming. Hear, yeah. hear me out. Shane's spears are better than Goldberg. Well, Shane's working is better than Goldberg, so it makes sense. <laughs> it depends so, on the spear, to be honest. I've seen some Goldberg spears I've seen are some, magnificent. I've seen some, but like almost everyone that Shane has done recently, top-notch. But then again, at that point, I'll say his are worse than Goldberg's because his looks so good because he's, he's hitting it. Yeah. The complete opposite of what he's supposed to be doing. Those things are connecting. Oh and yeah, connecting. Everyone, hard. everyone, everyone's falling straight back, and you just go like, "Damn!" I don't know what it is, but you don't hear Shane have the reputation that he works through stuff. That's weird. <laughs> Who's gonna bitch about the boss's son? <laughs> Fucking cowards! The, the boss, Say the boss. I still don't get that. If you look, if you look at Shane, he's literally everything that Vince looks for in a man. Yep. Yeah. He could. I mean, you could not be more proud of him. Like. Uh, you know what it is? It's jealousy because he's everything Vince isn't. You know what I saw the other day that made me laugh? Because Vince's it was testicles? So, no, it was so cold hearted, but it was funny. You know the birthday tweets? Oh, is it the Patterson one? Yeah. Yep. Where they did the rest in peace one Vince did for Patterson, and the next tweet is RIP Shane McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of this long, flowing, like. <laughs> Beloved son, there's this, this is like rip, rip Shane. I was like, holy fuck! I saw that and I was like, damn, that's Jesus. brutal. You <laughs> mentioned Shane's video if he dies before Vince. I know this is off topic. Uh, you were the son I wish I had. <laughs> this, this is an off topic thing, but the uh, I saw a brutal one on Twitter yesterday, and it's sports. Yeah. So sports. last night uh, in the MLS playoffs, the Minnesota team was up like. Two nothing with like fourteen minutes to go to Seattle. What you're talking about? And Seattle came back and won. So the Seattle team uh, tweeted out little big league of the guy hitting the home run, but Junior robs him of it. And I'm like, damn, that's brutal because you just stole the you just stole that game too. What the fuck just happened there? Well, what just happened is Triple H and China head to the ring as uh, we see. Tess and Stephanie leaving because of the attack. Uh, Triple H calls out Shane so he can be the special guest referee. And I love this part about Shane. I, that Triple H says, you know, it's not going to be Undertaker. It's not going to be Big Show. It's not going to be Kane. It's not going to be Mankind or Rock. And then Triple H starts to like uh, say the person he's, uh, he's going to uh, go against is... Um, is like is a hero to people. This, this, and like Shane's like Stone Cold. All right, it's gonna be Austin, maybe China. Yeah, he was saying that in the ring to China. Like, oh, 
Maybe you. Yeah, like he kept like he kept like his facial reactions were great with the fact like Triple H like it's not going to be Rock. He's like, okay, so that's one, two, three, you know, all five, and then Triple H then calls out Vince McMahon, and then Shane's like, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? What's going on here? Uh, then you see a shot of Vince and Linda on the Tron as Triple H is calling out Vince. Uh, Vince doesn't leave, and uh, Triple H says, well, if you don't, you know, hey, Linda, you know, if you need a real man to keep you up all night, I can give you a shot. And that kind of gets uh, Vince to come out. All I can think of the this entire promo is, uh, this is Corey's favorite promo here. 25 minutes to say one thing. Just, I was just I about literally to wrote say, it down. I was just <laughs> about to say, like, the only thing that made me not hate this was Shane's facials. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because... I'm so sick and tired of this shit. Yeah, it's Vince. Just say it's fucking Vince and let's do the math. <laughs> let's not fucking masturbate verbally for 20 minutes tonight in this very ring. Uh, I will not be facing Big Show uh, or Undertaker uh, or The Rock. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Fast forward for five minutes. It'll be uh, somebody tonight uh, in this very <laughs> ring. Uh, fuck. Fuck it, Thunder was better. Got it. <laughs> Damn. Uh, Vince, Vince comes out, uh, says, "Hey, let's go in back and let's talk about this." You know, like men. And Triple yeah, says like he's all done. This, all of a sudden, Vince wants to be level-headed and talk to us like gentlemen. Uh, Triple says he's done talking. And he says we're going to fight right now. And Vince goes once again. I'm not. I told everybody I would not be coming back for WWF business. And that WWF championship is WWF business. So I'm not coming back for that. I would, I'm would. i already back because of family business. Then Triple H starts calling out Vince's manhood. And then uh, Vince attacks Triple H from behind. So the bell rings and we have our next match, the WWF championship. Well, I know it really set Vince off to do the match. Mm. He's like, besides, I'm going to hit your daughter before you do. If it's like the fuck you are, and then the match is on. Match is like, on. Suck you already did it. Uh, Triple H chokes Vince with the camera cord. Triple H puts Vince on the announce table and jumps off the guardrail, hit at an elbow drop. I always liked Triple H's elbow drop. It's old school looking. It's Harley Race. Yeah, it's exactly Harley Race. Uh, Triple H hits Vince with the chair. Uh, then China and Triple H attacks Shane. Vince is busted open. Uh, Triple H hits Shane with the chair. Linda comes down. The Stooges are trying to stop. Stooges gets into the ring, but Triple H and China beat them down. Linda gets in the ring, but China holds her back. Triple H is punching Vince's cut and getting his crimson mask on. And then uh, Triple H goes to in front of Linda and wipes Vince's blood on her, on him. Uh, Triple H is going to go get a pedigree on Triple H, but Stone Cold's music hits. Stone Cold runs through the crowd and attacks Triple H, stuns both China and Triple H, puts Vince on top of Triple H, Shane makes the three count, Austin leaves the crowd, Triple H gives chase, McMahon celebrates his championship with the family. God, I hated that. Back then, oh my God, I hated that. What about now? What do you think of... I still don't like it. Yeah. But I don't hate it as much as I did in 19. Uh, Does it make sense now? 
ish? Uh, just because they... Well, actually, no, it doesn't, no. honestly, because they're just doing it to get Austin... Uh, they, they want McMahon back in, and they have to figure out a way to get Austin to agree to let him come back in. Um, but they could have just done that by having Austin be the ref. Adam Forgiven saying that's good enough. They didn't have to take the belt off Triple H. Give it to Vince for whatever fucking reason. And, you know, I'll stop there because we haven't gotten to the next week yet. But, no, I don't like it at all. It's fucking stupid. Does that make him a two-time champ now? No one. Is this first rank? And I and then plus like I know it's all fake and it doesn't matter but I don't know I like uh I like taking the titles seriously because that's what draws money it's been proven in multiple eras of wrestling and MMA the titles if they're treated seriously that's how you make money yep. so giving it to a non wrestler I don't care how over they are giving it to a non wrestler to me is just fucking stupid and shoots your business in the foot. So no, hated it. Booble? Um, I didn't mind it. I, uh, I guess the only part I don't mind is once again, what the fuck does Triple H have to do, man, to prove that he fucking deserves this title, right? Like, I don't... He... Feud with everybody? It's clearly... Which he is. He's there. And this just kind of like stops. Honestly, the stop starting thing with him, it's amazing he got as over as he wound up being. Because they really could have fucked him over here. They kind of got lucky. They got lucky because they had a bullet in the chamber that they knew they were going to do a couple months later. Yeah. And if that hadn't worked, they'd have been screwed, but it worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, plus, you know what? China's still being involved in this. I hate it. It, it, it makes me. It. it makes me kind of root for Jarrett because she's not the innocent woman, mm-hmm. and plus she's the first person in the world to play that character. But she's not the one. I mean, she's a she's a bitch who's causing chaos all over the show, except for when it comes to Jeff Jarrett. Then she's like the savior, and she's like her whole thing is like, I'm not just a woman. Like I want to beat men up, so she's like fighting for women's rights. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Like you don't care, right? It's convoluted as fuck. And so I just, you know, don't like anything about it. Yeah. Um, God, fucking I don't know. I, 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 he's so over. I don't know. I'm, I, I get what you're saying. I, I get it. Triple H is getting screwed again. I don't, I, I kind of liked it and I didn't at the same time. I'm, to me, on I, that fence. I just always go back to the fact that this is business is about making money. And if you go back through and look at everything objectively from every company that's ever had a hot period, they made money when the title was treated like something worth fighting for, with, mm-hmm. with people worth fighting for and over, um, whether it be this or MMA, or hell, even boxing. You know? And so doing shit like this devalues it. And we've, you know, this company's hot enough and Vince is hot enough, this won't matter. That's what I was going to say. But we'll see something with another company next year where they do the same thing, and it fucking matters. So it's not worth... The risk is not worth yeah. the reward. I was going to say, so like long-term, uh, them devaluing the title the way they did fucks them over. Because now their main title doesn't mean fuck all. I mean, I look at them now in 2020. Yeah, their, those titles, titles don't mean fuck shit. All. Yeah. 
Back then, they literally could have given it to a fucking broomstick and it would have sold a pay-per-view. It didn't matter what the fuck they were doing. Mm-hmm. Anything they did made the money. It was irrelevant what they were doing. I yeah. See, I differ with you there because it does matter. It made money then, but uh, WCW was the same way. And eventually, all the stupid moves caught up to them and the crowd figured it out. Mm-hmm. So they do these enough, same thing would happen to them. Same thing did happen to them. Yeah. So was it really worth it? Does it really not matter? Because long, long eventually term, no, it does. But short, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Eventually it did. Short term, it didn't matter at all. I mean, I know. I guess I'm just from that old school thought of you got to be thinking Oh, long-term. you're not wrong, but... Like, like the, and they used to think two, three years in advance as opposed to two weeks, you know? Yeah. So, I would ask where was the better show, but... Saturday night. Saturday night. <laughs> it's a Saturday night, buddy. Saturday night. All right. Uh, I mean, it's SmackDown, but I got heated enough for that main event. I started thinking Thunder might pull out for me. Uh, let's you, go to the ratings. Did you remember that Sturgis match they showed again? You're like, well, yeah. never mind. Sturgis brought back down. Uh, that was uh, American Bash that would have done that for me. Let's go to the ratings. Uh, last week, WCW got 2.15 and WF got 3.65. I, before you give me the rating, yeah, I'm sure it's not good. How soon into the show do you think people were like, fucking not watching this horse Right shit. away. Fuck right away. this, dude. Well, let's find out. Let's find out. WCW went up. Of course it is. 2.36. You know what? You know watch, what? Let's watch Thunder. Let's get, the, let's get the, the live matches out of here. Tape machine's rolling, baby. <laughs> That's how our audience is. It went up. <laughs> it went up uh, point two. Thunder just starts with Starcade 88 now. I we're going to slowly just, watch pay-per-view. You just start showing Starcade from the early 90s. <laughs> That's going to win every week. <laughs> uh, WDF went to a 4.55. So it went up almost a full point. Do you think... So we're about a month into the show now. Mm-hmm. I think everybody should be higher. For as hot as this company is, and it being on network television... I struggle with that because I don't have as good of a knowledge mm-hmm. about how network ratings work uh, as opposed to cable, which I've, you know, just from following this, I'm well versed in. I'm not sure about network TV. I will say. Oh, it's like, you know, network yeah. TV. Like it's, you know, <laughs> it's I, vaguely network television. I will television. say that I'm not surprised, though, because that I'm actually thinking they're doing really good because. Even though um, Survivor hasn't started yet, you've still got that Friends NBC mm-hmm. ER block that dominates yeah. network TV on Thursdays. So for them to be getting a four point something to me is good in that hair in that area. And and plus, as you said around previous shows, like most people didn't get UPN. Yeah. So you have that going for them. Um, but yeah, it's one of those. Th- Things like a 4.5, I think that's a, a exceeding expectation. We'll talk about this on the podcast we may or may not be recording later tonight. But if they keep doing what they're doing these days, they might find Raw back on that My Network TV. Uh, so, oh, did you watch this live every week, or did you watch it eventually? Not every week, because I was working. Because um, I've been watching this live for a good chunk of the beginning. I try to watch it live all the time. I would record SmackDown if I could, but I didn't every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was working. By this point, I think by September, October, she knew my wrestling habits, so she made sure I had Sunday, Monday off. Gotcha. So I was working. But I would record it if I could. Did right. you feel like it was uh, either one of you? Did you feel like it was like appointment viewing? Did you for feel me, it was it important enough? For me, at the beginning, it does, yes. Because... 
You can tell they they want it to be important. You know, they you know they do this with every show that starts for sure. The first Netflix. month or so, your new toy, yeah. They give a fuck about it, and yep. then we'll see what happens. And honestly, SmackDown actually feels important for way longer than I thought it would. Yeah, but there is a time where it's obviously nope. Yeah, whatever. I. I like uh, I I would try to watch it every week if possible, but then there be those days of like I honestly somehow forgot or something came up in real life to be like yeah I'll, I'll catch the highlights on Raw. I will say it managed to feel important far longer than Thunder did. Yes, which I, shocked me a little bit. How long into Thunder did it stop feeling important? Honestly, was about, it when Buff got hurt like around April? It was about May or June of '98. Is when you really felt okay. They're not trying anymore. With when, once, once that, once we realized that, you know, sure, NW Wolfpack would show up here and there, but once you then once as we watched, how many times has Nash been on Nitro on Thunder? Like four times. Four times maybe. And then once you found out Sting's new contract prohibitively stated he didn't have to work Thunder. Yeah, we were like, eh, this doesn't matter. I think he's a world champ now, yeah, right? Yeah, it, it's a different viewing th- this time around for both shows. Be like, wow, SmackDown is a fresher WWF than Monday nights, and then Thunder Dose just gives zero shits about. So. It seems like they give zero shits about Nitro anymore. Oh, we're getting there. We're getting that point. point. <laughs> but let's get to the point of the show. Of let's go to the award show. Let's start off with the best match. Well, about that. I'm going to do the Rumble. Um, Unless you're going to do a pay-per-view. For me, it definitely wasn't the Rumble match. Although I didn't dislike it, it wasn't that. Um, I'll go, I'll go Rumble because I have too many philosophical differences with the ending of Triple H and Vince. And while I agree with you to a point, that actually is mine. I think it's the Vince Triple H match. Um, it was, oh, I'm going to say this, the most entertaining match of the night, even if the ending was fucked. It was the most WWF main event worked match. Yeah. With Vince, you, you can't really do anything else. I mean, he is limited. Uh, but I will say, I didn't bring it up, but he he takes an ass whooping, man. Oh, yeah. No, Better than most people. He'll get his ass whipped. I mean, Jesus, dude. <laughs> He doesn't mind getting his ass whooped. Uh, worst match? I didn't bring oh, this oh. up before. I didn't bring it up. So the entire time, like, so, like, the police are there to, like, stop Austin from coming down, and he comes out, right? They At some point, they pan back from the ring, and they're facing the curtain still. I'm like, you know he's in the, no? You're just not going to turn the fuck around and see? No? Okay. Thanks, guys. Turn around. <laughs> Every <laughs> now and then, Austin comes through the crowd. Second, Austin finest. Sagging off! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Test. <laughs> Are you ready for a revolution? Uh, no. uh, so, worst match? Boss Man and Al. Boss yeah. Man and Al Snow. Pepper on a pole. Because pull. they suck. Yes. Uh, MVP? Mick Foley. Foley. Yeah, it's Foley. My, co- my second would be Shane. Uh, my second would have been Jericho. Uh, again, it's Jericho and Foley, man. They're carrying. It's the comedy. Jesus, it's the comedy. Yeah. It's but that like, comedy that when comedy's done right, it's yes. comedy done right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Which this company just does not to do if it's not Jericho or Foley. Because you know what? Because I bet you uh, they had no hand in it. It was just Jericho and Foley doing comedy. Because yeah. Russo, give him whatever you want to say about him. He fucking sucks. 
Yes. And he does. You're not wrong on any of that. <laughs> but he would also let those guys... Just do them, man. He's the only uh, booker who has this opinion that I've heard of. And it's the right opinion to have. And he mm-hmm. said it just the other day, too. I read it in a thing somewhere. Where he was the only booker he knows of that wouldn't get mad when guys came to him with ideas and bits because he was like, cool, that makes my job easier. Yep. I don't have to worry about your bit. If it sounds good, let's do it. Where every other book was like, well, that's not what I came up with. Mm-hmm. Especially now. You know? uh, the, the difference is night and day between when you have somebody like Jericho and Foley, when you let them do what they can do, where you have Vince doing Val Venus. <laughs> There's your two differences right there. One of them is very good. Two of them are very good. The other one is Valvina. He's a porn star. Get it? He's got a big dick. Razor Ramon, Vince. <laughs> We're going to cut it off. <laughs> There's the difference. Goddamn. Remember? Mark Henry's fat. It's funny because <laughs> he's fat. He's a fat block man. <laughs> I mean, as that's Steve. As we're saying, you know, <laughs> how if comedy's done right, then it's good. It's like if we bring up current day WWE, it's like, what's the comedy? Our truth and that's here. Matt Riddle's bro nuts. Their bro weekly nuts. television. Yeah, the Hardy Bros. Um, I think one. I would say this one of the only funny things of current day wrestling, besides how bad it is, is so on. They did a brawl on the show on the Raw. However, one of the wrestlers who was at catering filmed it, and then he tweeted out to World Star for the shits and gills. I'm like, that's, that's funny. Um. Who is your motive? Al Snow. The two guys in that ring match? Al Snow. Mm. You were Al Snow. Yeah. Yeah, Al Snow. Al Snow. Hey, uh, Corey. No. WTF. Uh, I don't know if I have one. That's like. It was it was a fine show. It's a weird week. It was a fine watch. I mean, I may not have liked the booking decision of the main event, but it was a fine program to watch. I didn't have any major issues with it. Um, I guess my WTF will be uh, Mother Nature remains undefeated. Nope, no thunder. But boy, God, did I get a Saturday night for the ages. Booble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ah, oh, what the fuck? Uh, I guess it's a. But what the fuck? I'll be. I'll pose a question to either of you. What do they hope to get out of this boss man Al Snow feud? Because for the life of me, I don't see what the upside is. I just see. Complaints and like them getting hammered for like putting dogs in serious danger and like making fun of eating a fucking pet. Ding ding ding. I like, know exactly what it is. There's a like I get it that controversy creates cash. What's up, Bischoff? But uh, to a point, to the like they've crossed that point. Now it's just tasteless bad television. And there's well again Vince McMahon. So I just I guess I don't. Yeah, what the fuck is like having no? I think I have an answer. A storyline with a, with no upside to me. I just don't see it. I'm not seeing what the upside to the story. No, this is. is a t- this is a shitty answer. Yeah, but I think it's knowing him. I think this is what it is. I can't say for sure, but before SummerSlam, they had the whole um, 
controversy with All Snow's severed head doll, remember? Yeah. yeah. And I think Vince got giddy because that's press, baby. What other things can we put him in that's going to get bad press? Because it was around that time, all of a sudden, he, he got a dog out of yeah. nowhere. Out of absolutely nowhere. And then, boom, hey, let's, let's fucking kill that dog and have him eat it. Wonder, and I, the fact that they didn't get any negative press, I bet this pissed him off. And what's crazy about that mindset, especially coming from Vince, is I'm, I don't doubt you're, you're right about that. That's probably correct. That snow thing cost him money. They couldn't sell the fucking dolls. Like it actively cost him money. Yeah. I, I mean, it was a stupid fucking controversy. Sometimes but. when you get that, when you're so fucking giddy for any press, when you're already riding high, but you want more, and you want more, and you want to rule the world, and you want to blah, 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 blah. No press is bad press. Especially because, like, whenever they're in public and they get called out for some horseshit storyline they did, which to a point is ridiculous, it's it's television storyline. Yeah. Um, knowing what's coming in, like, three weeks, like, is this the shit you really want front and center in your company that's going public shortly? No, but... This th- is bonkers to me. But this motherfucker, it's well documented that he can't separate the two. He's in his own... My God. It's been explained before that it's not even necessarily a WWE bubble. It's just a Vince McMahon bubble. He's in his own fucking bubble. And... Like, it used to be, it was, oh, he's in the wrestling bubble. He did... Dude, he doesn't even know half the people... uh, You couldn't... He couldn't name four active members of the NXT roster. Could not even name you four. He is in a Vince McMahon bubble. Yeah. Joe, what the fuck? Uh, I was, <laughs> it was going to be that match. The pepper, uh, a pole match. I mean, you're not wrong. Like, really? Vinny Rue loves his pole matches. Yeah, he does. <sighs> but yeah, that was my WTF. The, the, the whole idea of the pole match. So, this brings an end to this week's episode of the Midweek War Stories. Um, we're on our way to Unforgiven. Next week's the go-go home. And they go Yep. For yep. Unforgiven. We have to mark out Ho- for that fucking Ho- card next Hopefully week. Hopefully Thunder is li- uh, <laughs> somewhat live. You're going to think it's a fucking continuation of Fall Brawl. <laughs> I'm very excited. So, so that's what's here <laughs> next week on the Midweek War Stories. You can uh, find all of our podcasts at nocellentertainment.com, and you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> <laughs>